Welcome to the podcast. I'm Steve Hill, Stuff with Steve, and sitting across from my table is a smiling Kalia. Good morning, Kalia. Good morning. You have three minutes, Steve. Three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. How many podcasts have we done together? We've done forty. This is the forty-first. Forty-first podcast. This will be our last one. It will be our last and one. And you're moving and taking a new job back home. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving back to Sacramento and. <laughs> You converted to a southern accent right there. I'm not sure why. Yeah, it's a, okay. it's yeah. down south from here, technically, <laughs> but not southern at all. Okay. Um, yeah, so moving back home, going to be around family and friends okay. again, and then taking a new position, doing something kind of similar to what I'm doing here. So yeah, I'm excited. Some, some marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay, at McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, at McDonald's, not, <laughs> but not, not, not the, the restaurant. Not the Golden Arches, a different kind of company. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so we've had so much fun doing these podcasts, and I know you've learned so much about football. Yeah, and, so uh, much. You, wow, it's your favorite sport now. I know. And who's your favorite team? Uh, the Chiefs. No, the Ducks. Oh, oh. About the Ducks. <laughs> the Ducks. Sorry. You always roll your eyes and leave the room when we start talking football with Mitchell or somebody. So I got I got a C minus in my football class yeah. while here, yeah. but I still pass. Okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, doing one last podcast. Yeah. And certainly going to miss you being across the office from me and yeah. your laughter and your smile. And, right. And you've taught me so much about modern day culture that I had no idea that was in there. <laughs> So yeah, so of course. You. No problem. So what are we going to talk about today? Oh, dear. Well, today we are going to talk about some of the common abortion, pro-abortion arguments Ooh. from a Christian perspective. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what? All right. So what might be some of the, what might be some of those common arguments about Um. Well, there's a few. We've outlined three. Okay. Um, we have the... Exodus 21 passage where people say that that justifies abortion because if someone strikes a pregnant woman and she loses the baby, there's a fine. Um, but if there's harm to the woman as well, then it's eye for eye, right? There's a death penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the argument that the Bible isn't clear on abortion at all and mm-hmm. or doesn't say anything about abortion, excuse me. And um, mm-hmm. that the culture you live in define what's, defines what is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're gonna okay. go through those. Yeah, okay. Let's start. Let's start with the Exodus passage. Okay. Yeah. So You've read a lot about it. Tell I've me. I've read some about it. So because uh, there's a lot of ink spilled over this. Mm-hmm. This. So the NIV translation says, which is very similar to the New English translation. It's nearly exact. And the New English has sixty thousand translator notes. So basically, reading from the net, it says, if people are fighting, and hit a pregnant woman, and she gives birth prematurely. But there is no serious injury. The offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demand and mm-hmm. and the court allows. But if there is serious injury, you're to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. So uh, some of the mm-hmm. other earlier translations used to give the idea if you strike a pregnant woman and she miscarriages, it's only a fine. And But the more... Um, modern translations who are looking at what we call the lexicography of words, Mm -hmm. Hebrew words, saying, no, 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 what's really going on here is that the woman is struck hard and she has a live birth, like maybe at seven months or eight months or Mm -hmm. something like that. And if that's the case, we're going to find that person, whatever the court says, because they caused a traumatic event. Mm, I see. But uh, if... 
the baby is miscarried or dies prematurely, then there's retributive justice applies. Okay. And and that could be the death penalty for the offender. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so that's probably the better translation of that verse. So some people will take that verse and go and uh, kind of harp on it, the difference between, hey, uh, it was just a, um, a fine for this premature uh, miscarriage. Mm-hmm. It's just a fine. But that's not, I don't think, that doesn't seem to be the case at all. Right. Interesting. So... Even if it was just a fine, there's still some kind of justice being applied to the fact that someone got hurt, including a baby. So I think it's interesting when that argument is applied to today because we don't find women who get abortions at all. um, And if anything, we celebrate it. So why do you think that passage is even applied to our modern world where there is no fine or penalty for something like that happening to a child? Well, I think some people who are maybe staunchly pro choice mm-hmm. cherry pick that and cherry pick a translation that fits their worldview i see yeah that's, hmm. that, that's what it feels like to me right what does it feel like to you i'm i would i would agree okay <laughs> yeah well, yeah right. i mean i think that's kind of the root of a lot of these things people are cherry picking verses and not reading them thoroughly through mm-hmm. or looking for other translations so yeah yeah here's what uh one scholar uh says in a in an eight page um journal article just about this one word in exodus chapter 21 about Mm -hmm. whether it's a miscarriage or just a a premature birth and he translates the thing and if men struggle with each other and strike a woman with child so that she has a premature birth yet there is no significant bodily injury to the mother or the child he shall surely be fined in view of the initiating the traumatic experience mm. as the woman's husband may demand on him and he shall pay what the judges decide but if there is a significant bodily injury to the mother or child then you shall appoint as a penalty according to that which applies life for life then he the, kind of the same and I be yeah so that's, and that life for life justifies that the child is alive right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah lots of modern day squabbling over i mean the the baby in the womb has has a different has its own heartbeat brain waves different sometimes personhood Uh, yeah personhood different blood type different Mm -hmm. dna than the mother right person yeah distinct human being yeah Yeah. Hmm. interesting it's really controversial oh man it is controversial. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of anger around some of these things. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So what was the second one? You said there was a second argument. That yeah. So the second argument is that the Bible doesn't have anything to say about abortion or abortions not in the Bible. Although <laughs> for word, the phrase. So what do you think about that? Well, the word abortion is not in the Bible. I, I think that's true. Yeah. As far as I understand, right. but the word Bible is not in the Bible. Right. But I still believe in the Bible. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but mm-hmm. I believe in the You believe in Trinity. the Trinity. Right. Because language evolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or we discuss, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about the word pastor and in the New Testament, it's only found twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the concept poemen for shepherd is found multiple times. Right. In the new, in the mm-hmm. New Testament. Right. So, um, um, so I I tend to discount that argument okay. on on language basis, but also I don't think Jews ever they were never 
pro it just they were never pro-abortion so it was never something that was brought up and they weren't pro-abortion why because they valued the sanctity of life yeah i think they would say imago day yeah they, yes yeah so and and what's imago day mean the image for, of god yeah, yeah so, to be made in the image of god right so genesis chapter one right so yeah that people have personhood value to god right even in the womb even in the womb there's several verses right about yes about being made in the image of god genesis 9 6 psalm set psalms 22 9 through 10 says from my mother's womb you have been my god so mm. even the idea that a child in the womb knows their creator and has conscientiousness mm. of that um i feel like or I, feel, I don't feel like i know is in scripture more than one time on mm. more than one occasion so yeah yeah hey this Oh, there's a third one. I was going to ask you another question. Oh, go ahead. We'll yeah. No, this is an important issue to you as yeah. we talk about. It is an important issue to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hmm. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It is an important issue to me. We did a podcast on abortion back in December and we talked about Margaret Sanger a little bit and the founder of Planned Parenthood. Um and the fact that she was a eugenicist and that Planned mm -hmm. Parenthoods were specifically put in impoverished and black communities and funneled this rhetoric that black people shouldn't have babies because they're poor or they're somehow inferior mm -hmm. and so i feel like a lot of that gets lost when we talk about women's rights there's not ever um a lot of conversation about which women's rights are we protecting or which women's rights are we mm -hmm. not protecting or even women in the womb like little baby girls mm -hmm. we're not protecting their rights so yeah it 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 hits home for me personally because yeah. of that and it's frustrating but yeah that whole history of margaret sanger gets discounted right yeah it's absolutely awful. it's awful it's terrible yeah. and just take the thing and we didn't plan on talking about these things but yeah. in china yeah where you're only allowed to have one child one child yeah the yeah, one so, child rule so entire cultures and usually they're girls yeah right i think yeah that's probably mm -hmm. true yeah well yeah exactly because there's certain cultures that still don't value women or girls mm -hmm. as being or they think valuable children a, a boy is more valuable they think having a boy is more valuable right but there's more women on earth than there are men so <laughs> not that women are more valuable right, but right. but just the the idea that women are somehow less valuable well here's the other is, thing terrible and and no. we're probably aborting more girls than boys because just because of statistics so yeah, yeah so, it's it's disgusting is, i think scripture says children are a blessing yeah a heritage from the lord yeah, so, right so we have this idea that kids are a blessing and then now we're discounting them as the opposite of a blessing right I, I, well and i think that's hard for people because they don't think that a fetus is a child mm -hmm. <laughs> so i mean what do you say to that to someone who doesn't who can't see a fetus as being an actual human being created by god well i think you have a discussion and try to try to point people to create an image of god know, yeah, yeah. The day that, right that the imago yeah. day doesn't just kick in when you're born on earth right like so. even david <laughs> you're knitted together yeah. yeah yeah so we have mm -hmm. all those passages that you just quoted yeah 139 psalm yeah. 139 yeah and david when his first child with Bathsheba's born dead right or or a week later dies whatever I mean yeah he, it, it feels like to me he recognizes that even the baby in the womb had a had a soul had a soul yeah, yeah. and grieved that and right gr yeah. yeah 
Yeah. I wonder, sometimes I wonder where the line is. Like if we can agree that a child has value when it's born, then why can't we, why can't we agree that it has value before it's born? Like, does it have value up until the very moment before it's born or when does that value kick in for a baby? Yeah. Well, here's, yeah, great question. Here's Mm -hmm. another question. I guess I don't mean to answer your question with a question, but when does fatherhood start? When does fatherhood start? Yeah. At conception or does it start on when the, it's born? When it's born. Great question. Yeah. You tell no, me you're a father. Well, I think it starts at immediately. Conception. Yeah, immediately. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're attached immediately. It's a real Nobody, viable. I ask that question sometimes person. and people look at me like, well, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, we just want to kind of ask that kind of question. But yeah. I think it's an important question because I get really ticked at deadbeat dads. Yeah. Right. Right. Who don't take care of their who don't kids. Take care of their or don't kids. take care of their girlfriend who's pregnant. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah so Yeah, it's um, terrible. We digressed a lot on that one. We did digress a lot. <laughs> we did digress a lot. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess you could ask the same question, when does motherhood start? I mean, at conception, when when it's formed, mm-hmm. when the child's formed, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> Yeah, many, many, many uh, tangent, tangential issues to yeah. all this stuff, right? Philosophically, right. right? But it still boils down to boils down to me because I'm a simple person. Is that the, the the fetus is a person? It's a baby, right? It's a child. So, what do you say to a woman who says that they or that the Bible affirms their ability to make choices about their own bodies? Yeah, that's that's an interesting, yeah, concept, right? Because. Mm-hmm. We could say that our bodies belong. If you're a Christian, your body belongs to Christ. Right. And I want to honor God with my body. Yeah. It's submit it completely. It's not mine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And even if having a baby is super inconvenient to me, that's that's still no justification for taking the life of my baby. Absolutely. Yeah. So if I have bodily autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, sure. I understand that. But. I'm a slave to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I guess I would have people think about that. I'm a Romans 12, two, right? 12, one and two. Uh, I'm a, I offer my body as a living sacrifice. So I'm offering all of myself yeah. to follow Christ mm-hmm. and in scripture, and you can offer your body as worship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. So, so what are you, some of your thoughts about the whole, bodily autonomy thing that you just asked the question but yeah um i would say i would say as human beings we all have the freedom to do what we want with our bodies it's just intrinsic freedom of will we i can i can punch somebody if i want to because i i'm capable of doing that but that doesn't necessarily mean it's right um but as a christian yes you are a slave to christ and what you do with your body can either be worship or it can be the opposite of worship right and Mm -hmm. i think i mean i think there's value in saying that i can use my body to bring worship to christ it's not like this robotic thing where it's just like i'm a slave i don't have a decision to stand up and worship or i don't have a decision to go and pray for someone so i think there's something special about using our bodies in worship and so for the believer that's wrestling with the question about abortion and whether or not um it's okay yeah i think i would say you 
are a slave to Christ as a believer. And so mm-hmm. you, you can argue that you have bodily autonomy, but maybe ask the question, how can my body serve as worship to Christ rather than serve as worship to myself? I well said. Yeah. Well said. I think some people hearken to passages where like in, uh, is it Mark chapter five where the woman touches, yeah, I think a so. bleeding problem and touches the, uh, the touches Jesus, Jesus and she's healed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, liking, uh, Hey, that that's a celebrated choice. But my response to that is, well, that passage is not about, uh, it's not about that. It's that Jesus is the all-powerful Messiah who can heal anybody, and it helps the disciples and others know that he is the Son of God because just by touching him. Yeah. And this woman has great faith. She does. And enough faith to say, hey, that... I'm going to touch Jesus. I'm going to touch Jesus, and yeah. maybe that'll help me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's, she must have had acknowledgement that he's the messiah he can do something absolutely yeah Yeah. so when i hear passages like that this is just me yeah i go oh that's just really twisting uh some of those things because mark didn't write that and put it in scripture to make a point about abortion or to make a point about bodily autonomy autonomy. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so i liken it to this i call it um prescriptive hermeneutics versus descriptive mm-hmm. and so in the gospels many of the stories are just describing the events that happened yeah or an act so i like the illustration of when paul is preaching that kid falls asleep in the second floor yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so identify people sleeping when i talk but, and falls out the window yeah right mm-hmm. so then somebody could say well you should always have church services at night Mm. Or there should always be on the second floor. Yeah. That, or don't sit by any windows yeah. when someone's preaching. Yeah. yeah don't mm-hmm. fall asleep when yeah. somebody preaches. But that's not the point. No. Uh, not at all. It's just describing the events. It's the history, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. reading the history. It's not prescribing what we should do. Right. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, when I hear those things, my, my, uh, I just go, oh, that's. Yeah. Way to interpret the Bible. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I would agree with that. And I would say, even though the story in Mark 5 is about who Jesus is and what he's capable of in his honor and glory, I think the woman touching his hymn serves as an example of the way we can use our bodies to mm-hmm. worship Christ and to encounter Christ. I mean, it takes... It takes decision and choice to decide to go to a town square in public where you have mm-hmm. this health condition and touch Jesus as him. And so I think that there's I think there's courage in that story, too, mm-hmm. and that we can we can gain from that in some ways. I think that's also I, I heard you say decision, choice, courage. Yeah. I just thought those were described that woman really. Yeah. But that's a great descriptor. Right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so. um some people have pointed out that the uh, other cultures, like uh, the Greeks, uh, you know, prescribed ways to have abortions. Yeah. And uh, so, and then they make the leap to say, well, the Jews must have been doing the same things. Mm, yeah. Or it's okay because that world allowed for it. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That, that frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like scripture is pretty clear on us being countercultural and the fact mm-hmm. that Christians have always been countercultural. And just because your culture allows for something doesn't mean that it's right. And we can point to the Romans and the Greeks who did things like leaving their kids out for the wolves and mm-hmm. <laughs> abandoning them and look at that now and think that, wow, that's so grotesque and so evil. Even someone who's not a Christian would see that. So I think it's dangerous, like mm-hmm. you said, to make that kind of a leap. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was, uh, you know, read a few things when we were getting ready for this. And uh, the Jews never endorsed abortion. Mm. Never. And at Qumran, uh, first century Jews, they found four texts that they were definitely against abortion. Yeah. So to... So that's part of the reason Jesus never comments on it because he didn't need to. Yeah. They already believed that right. that was wrong. They already believed in the sanctity of sanctity human life. life. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, I think those things don't get discussed or maybe people aren't aware of those kinds of things. And yeah. early Christians always scooped up kids off the street who were left out to die. and Right. Because they valued human life. Because they valued human life. Yeah. I was going to say something and then I, I lost it. Um, oh, I was going to say, what do you say to the person who says, okay, I believe in the sanctity of human life. I believe that abortion is wrong. I believe that my body is a sacrifice to Jesus. But if I or someone I know is going to die, if they carry through with the pregnancy, um, or be severely harmed, the risk is high is then abortion okay because god values my life so why should i have to lose my life for this child i'm super glad you brought that up yeah and uh a couple times i've had to meet with people in that situation Mm. it's rare so um and i don't have the right medical terminology tubal pregnancies Ectopal or yeah, ectopic. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, in my mind, if that's going to kill the mother, then there's, there's some justification for that surgical procedure. Mm. I think other people have come to me and said, Hey, my baby's going to be born of down syndrome, or they say it's only going to live for a minute or two because Mm. of a certain medical condition. I always say, uh, uh, never have an abortion. Mm, yeah. One minute with your child is a. Is it means an the world to you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and you don't know whether your baby's going to live for thirty years or three minutes. You don't. You don't. You don't. Yeah. And um, hmm. I've fortunately sat with parents who have lost children right after they were born. Yeah. And. Um, I always admire them for carrying through on the pregnancy. Mm. I've never met a woman, and I, this is just me. I don't have a very big sample size yeah. that regretted carrying to term when the doctors wanted her to abort. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing because those aren't the stories we hear, right? Yeah. That people were proud of the decision that they made or that that one minute meant everything to them. Mm. We hear. I did it for my health and I feel so much relief now. Like that's kind of the mainstream, but well, the health thing to me is I, I, I don't know the medical yeah. things that could kill a mother and, and dying in childbirth was the single greatest cause of death of women in the first century mm. for men. It was military. Wow. <laughs> and, um, but we, that's probably not true today. No, uh, not at all. I right? don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super rare that uh hey if you're gonna have this baby you're gonna die i i think it's super rare yeah yeah i guess i should do more research but that's a good question yeah i think yeah it's it's probably somewhat rare but i think it happens enough for people to use it as an argument i i think 
my mind immediately goes to no greater love is this than Amanda lay down his life for a friend. Mm -hmm. So I've never been in that decision, that situation, obviously. And I, I don't ever want to be, and Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what, what kind of gall it takes to make that kind of a decision. Um, but I think just scripturally that there's, that there's evidence for us needing to lay down our lives for other people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, especially for the sake of our children, I mean, the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, I think speaks Mm -hmm. to that enough. Um, I I think you make a good point. Yeah. Kind of readjusting my thinking, even as you're talking. Yeah. 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 I I don't know enough about those. What did you call it? Ectopic pregnancies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's possible that well, I think some. I, I think there's a difference too. Like, let's make a distinction. Sometimes the child is already gone, mm-hmm. and so there needs to be a procedure. And I wouldn't call that an abortion. I'm sure it has some other medical terminology too. But if the child is already dead, then mm-hmm. obviously there needs to be a procedure to remove it. And then there's child has low chances of making it. If you carry mm-hmm. it to term, you also might not make it. So those are two different scenarios, and sometimes they get lumped together. But um, yeah, I think I think me personally and probably as a mother, I would want I would want to save my child mm-hmm. if, it, if there was yeah, even sure. an opportunity for it to to make it. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's not only our call for our children, but that's our call as Christians, right? To mm-hmm. lay down our lives for each other. So yeah, yeah. but it's hard. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's I, hard decision. I'm just yeah. reflecting on what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, and reflecting on my other words, whether the life of the mother, but then everybody uses not everybody many people could just use that as a as an argument out yeah they right? could uh, right and it creates a loophole yeah, absolutely sorta. yeah right okay hmm. all right yeah well, well this is our last uh, podcast together and you chose the lightest subject in the I know world. so intense you walked into my office and I'm reading this some article and <laughs> we should do a podcast on that <laughs> I did true story it's okay it's yeah. in our fashion of yeah, picking yeah. topics yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah sometimes we just kind of pick them at the last minute we right? do right yeah. And yeah. so we, what's we been your it. favorite podcast over the 41 now that we've done I think my favorite podcast was Heavenly Beings on Angel we did it around Christmas. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Um, but we just talked about what an angel actually is and do mm-hmm. we encounter angels on earth and what does that look like? So I like that one. It was definitely seasonal, but yeah. kind of special too. Yeah. 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 I was trying. <laughs> I told you this yesterday, but the one that cracks me up is when you brought up <laughs> illustrations in church about yeah. the guy who so, hawks a loogie in his hands and rubs it on somebody and yes. says, that's what Jesus did to heal somebody. Amen. I'm like, oh, I can't believe you started with that. Yeah, <laughs> sermon illustrations gone wrong. That's a good one, too. Yeah, that, that a, <laughs> that's a classic. That, that was a classic, yeah. yeah. And then we did the one on Halloween where uh, neither one of us like Halloween. Yeah, right, right. Just, Maybe that was kind of biased. <laughs> Maybe do another one with the Halloween celebrator this year. <laughs> I don't know anybody <laughs> in this office that likes, that likes Halloween. Likes Halloween. Oh, yeah, and, uh, loves it. Does, but. Yeah, I, I like all the holiday ones. Those have been fun to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Did we do Valentine's Day? We did do Valentine's uh, yeah, Day, I'm yeah. All we those. talked about the gross consumerism of Valentine's <laughs> we, Day. We twisted that holiday and <laughs> crushed it, didn't we? We did it, yeah. yeah. We stomped on that one. We stomped on yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they've been fun. You've been awesome. I just so appreciate you. Yeah. And, uh, thanks for doing this last podcast with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to be your co-host. It's yeah. been awesome. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> well, any last words? No, this is it. Okay. All right. Well, hey, I'm Steve and this is... Kalia. And this has been your podcast today. Bye.